but it, it looks good. Are you excited about it? I'm really excited about it. my 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 youngest son, the watchmaker I was talking about. He mm. um his birthday, um Jason Reitman, uh, they did a special screening uh, for me and 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 him and mm-hmm. um I love it. I love it. I think he did an amazing job. Um, nice. And I was really happy to, to cause sometimes, you know, no matter what I do, I'm going to try to, you know, promote it because that's kind of part of the job. Sure. But it's nice to be able to say it, mean it, you know, uh, yeah. I think it's a great film. The new cast is amazing. And, uh, and I really felt because fans have been asking me for almost 40 years, when's the new Ghostbusters? And, mm-hmm. um, and I think, um, I think they'll really like this one. Dystopia tonight. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm good, good, good to uh, be with you guys. Spend some time. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you coming on and doing this. I know you're super busy. It's it's been a busy time, but it's all, it's all good. It's nice to you know sit down and be able to you know communicate. It's all good. Yeah. Is it is it weird because it like I feel like did things kind of pick back up pretty quickly after like all the slump from COVID and stuff? Yeah, you know it was funny because during COVID. Um, I, I still worked, right? You know, uh, the shows I was working, I was working on two shows. They both shut down for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a series I do called Family Business and LA's Finest. Right. LA's Finest didn't get didn't go back after. Also, Grace and Frankie. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what's happened with that. But um, and then I did a couple of films during that time. So it was kind of a weird time. But uh, but now things, yeah, I've been just jumping around a lot more than I you know, normally care to, but yeah, it's weird. It feels like the stuff that you, we kind of picked up during that time to keep busy or whatever we were trying to maintain and sustain. It got compiled with the stuff that we normally do when things are not crazy. Right. It's really weird. It's like, it's like now I've just got 10 times the work, which is great, but also a little, little much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's all. Can you, uh, you're still doing the family business, which is by the way, an amazing show. Uh, absolutely love it. And I like that it's an original series, something that we've never seen before. Um, is there anything you can tell us about developing that process of that? Well, you know, I, I read the books by Carl Weber It's a series of books. I think there are probably seven or eight books about this family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, 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 I like the books. And then when he came to me and uh, wanted to sort of get it out there, we started making a movie, but I know we always wanted to do a television show. So we went to BET and um, and managed to get it, um, you know, on the air. And um, I think we the third season just came out. But um, but it was something I wanted to do. Um, I'm exact one of the exec producers on it, even though I don't do that much in that regard. But mm-hmm. I know I was really instrumental in, in making it happen, getting it done, which is why I'm sure I have the title. But uh, but it also gave me a little influence in terms of if there was something I was really opposed to or something I didn't like, at least I had a, uh, a voice at the table. So nice. Um, so it was a little bit, a little bit different. Normally, I, you know, I just I don't think about stuff like that. But I just thought this is one that's so kind of um, out there in a way that it could go in places that I didn't necessarily want to 
wanted you know, yeah. wanted to go. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's a little, you know, it's it, it's it's different for me, you know. Sure. And plus, I mean, you've got more control over an episodic thing than you do a movie, right? So it's not as like there's no really like um, time constraints where you're like, well, we only have this amount of time to get the film done. So I feel right. like there's probably more time to do the uh, TV show. Well, there's more time, and you you know you're doing a number of episodes, so you know whatever you kind of commit to, you got to live with for a whole season. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like doing a movie. We did it, you know, and um, there was some things, but it's over now, and it's in the can, and I can't change it. Was with the series, it, you know, it, it's it's episode after episode after episode, and um, and that make that makes a difference. So you kind of almost have to get things understood. Right. Otherwise, it becomes something like I said. You have to live with, and uh, and then that makes work really hard. Did you you started out in TV, right? Well, I started out in theater. I did about ten years of theater. I started acting in in sixty. 67, 67. Mm -hmm. and I did. Um, uh, I, I think the first movie I did was in 1973, a movie called Lead Belly with uh, Gordon Parks. Okay, and um, and then um, started doing. Um, came out uh, to LA around '76. Started working, uh, but I, I did several films. I was kind of doing a little bit of both during that time. I did a thing called Going Berserk with John Candy. A couple of oh my god, yes. Yeah, Rudy Ray yeah. Moore films, um, The Human Tornado, and uh, you know, so I was working some TV stuff before the, and then I did uh, the movie Space Hunter. All right, that, uh, Peter Strauss was doing before the Ghostbusters stuff happened in the in the uh, the early '80s, but uh, mm. you know, so so I, I've always managed to to stay busy and um, you know somehow make a living since actually since the mid '60s. So. Um, you know, I feel like uh, Going Berserk became like a cult classic, too. Was that fun working with Candy on that movie? Yeah, really. Um, you know, I always considered him a friend. We, um, yeah, it was it was really, yeah, it was really a lot of fun. I was really, um, we never did anything else together after that, but I'd run into him from time to time, and uh, I really liked him a lot. I thought he was just really very, very special, very down to earth, and, and truly talented. For Nice. Yeah. Do you remember? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, as a kid, did you picture your life going in the direction that it took, or was like, what was your dream as a child like growing up? Well, I think, um, you know, I I think I always wanted to be maybe a singer, you know, because, um, but I really never had the courage to sort of put it all out there. You know, I, I grew up in this church, and so I was in the choir, but I just never really, I don't know, had the confidence. You know, acting became sort of. Um, a fallback in the sense that when I first got introduced to theater, uh, I was writing. I was writing plays for a little theater group, Concept East in Detroit. Um, and a lot of times the actors didn't show up or there was a problem and I'd sort of act reluctantly in a in, in a play. But I always, uh, it was always fun and I didn't have to think about it. Was with the, the, the music, and I did some musicals along the way, but it was always just, I was always afraid. I think it was always challenging. The writing was always work. Acting was like, okay, this is just something that, um, you know, it's a challenge in the sense that you're always trying to get it right, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's still fun to do. And I don't think about it. I don't, I don't stress over it. I just, it's just kind of what I do. So, wow, so it just comes naturally to you. Yeah. And the writing was always stress. I'd get, I'd, you know, I'd wake up. <laughs> it was, it was never, it never got beyond 
work, you know? Yeah. Because so, you had yeah. started a community theater with you and your acting buddies, right? Like you, so you could put on plays and stuff in the early days. Yeah, yeah. We started um, a, a group called the Act. Well, we were with Concept East, and we uh, established the uh, Actors Ensemble, which was kind of set there for new playwrights who were doing some stuff in Detroit. Um, and um, there was um, the, the Best Pocket Theater, which was an equity house. I got my equity card uh, working there. And so it was just a lot of a lot of theater in Detroit at the time. I'm really sorry to see a lot of that stuff kind of disappear, you know. Right. But during that time, there was a lot of it was a lot of work out there if you really you know wanted to. And I was really committed to one way or the other finding a way to uh, to feed my family. I, I, I got married uh, really early at 19. Wow. Um, had a, a couple of kids. And um, and then discovered theater, um, and then the marriage ended. So I had the responsibility of the kids, mm-hmm. and um, so it was always a need to to you know keep working. Was your like initially was your family cool with you going into the arts, or did they not understand it right away? No, nobody understood. But my <laughs> wife, my ex wife did. I mean, she was. Uh, I remember. Yeah, I was always afraid to so totally commit to it because I'd heard actors. It's hard to make a living acting, yeah. and um, and I, I remember saying, you know, you're broke already, so you're not going to lose any money, so you might as well do something you like to do. It's a good point. And so that was kind of encouraging, but nobody else in my family. I mean, my my grandmother raised me. She really, too, you know, mm. uh, she never really understood. I remember just before she passed, she was in the hospital. I, I was visiting her and I had a movie with Linda Lavin wow. coming on TV. Yeah. And uh, we, I was at the hospital. I watched the movie with her and the, the staff, the doctor. They, they were kind of filled the room up. We was watching this movie, and when it was over, I kind of, you know, signed some autographs. I'm feeling very good about myself. And when they left, she just said, "You're so disappointed." Just said, "You know, that's nice, but when are you going to get a job?" You know? Oh my so, god! Uh, what a bummer. Yeah, but she. Um, and I realized it was just a whole. I mean, the idea of sure whatever you're doing, because I, you know, I had kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for everybody, the responsible thing was to get a, um, you know, just a, a job that was reliable that you get a, yeah. a new check because acting, you know, there's no guarantee uh, yeah. you're going to eat or the rent's going to get paid. But, uh, yeah. and it yeah. always comes from a place of concern too. It's never like they just don't believe you can do it, but they're like, can you get something that's going to make me feel better? Like you can, like right. you have an income yeah. or anything. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no. Really- and they try. I mean, I had an uncle who, I, God, I must have spent four hours one day with him trying to convince me to apply for a Greyhound bus driver. I had to hurry up because I had to get to the theater because I had this play going, which is all important <laughs> to me. And he was like, no, but you know, I know a guy, and if you just apply, and I'm like, no. <laughs> what's worse is like I've had those moments where like somebody does offer you something like that, and you have one bad gig or whatever, and you're like, maybe I should have taken the bus gig. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's always they might be right, and they and they might be right. But you know, I think um, because when the marriage ended, to my surprise, and uh-huh. the boys came to live with me, which I never knew that happened. I just right. assumed the mom takes the kids. But, yeah, yeah, I would assume so know, too. But I think that was the thing that kind of kept me motivated because, you know, saying to a kid, you know, this is America, you know, you, your dreams can come true, follow your passion. And I, yet if I couldn't do it, you know, what does that say? So right, yeah. it was yeah. always that part of me that wanted to 
demonstrate through example that um yeah that it's possible so right um and but there were times when i just really did not know how the rent would get paid wow. and uh where but it always it always worked out but you know you hit that wall and um but they were you know you're looking at a kid's face and uh you know a kid he comes to you and say well hey dad 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 check this out and he shows you a bike and a magazine yeah. it's really kind of yeah. cool and then he asks for it and you go well you know money's kind of tight and then you see that disappointment and then you mm -hmm. know you got to get the bike you know you yeah 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 <laughs> yep you know, yep. um yeah so more, they were they were i think the the major motivators in my life yeah my mom was more like that for me like if i if i wanted something she would go out of her way to get it and my dad would be like we could probably steal that you know what i mean like there was no <laughs> My dad's an interesting guy, but yeah, he would be like, I'm sure that I could come off the back of a truck. I'm from Brooklyn, so it was most of the stuff we had. I didn't know how we got it and why we had it and who was yeah. coming to take it back. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate that when I, when your kids showed you a bike that you were like, oh, all right, we'll, we'll figure we'll make it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no dads, you know, because I didn't have a dad. And so the whole right. idea of being a dad was sort of kind of discovery later about maybe three years ago um my oldest son through ancestry found i had a brother and two sisters wow uh, i i went to east st louis and i met them and they were telling me stories of the guy who was my dad oh and they were God. like you were really lucky because this guy was just <laughs> he was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you were far better off than we were so oh my god <laughs> you know that's crazy. Yeah, one of my what it's funny, one of my best friends has got uh kids now and we my my friends and I, you know, we either had, we had weird you know, not the best experiences with our dads or whatever, but we always look at him and we're like, "Can you adopt us now?" cuz he's always like the he's just the best dude. Like his his kids love video games, he's gotten them into like comic book, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just a great uh, a great dad and we're always like, "Man, can we go back in time and right. switch it up a bit?" Um, yeah, it's, it's always interesting. Um, so do you remember like a point in time where like you got, was it, would you say like, cause some actors will say like, they feel like they got to a point where they made it when like they got their first agent or manager, you know what I mean? And they felt like yeah. they had somebody to fall back on. Is it that for you? Or do you remember a specific moment when you were actually doing the work where you were like, I think I got it. Um, well, you know, I, I there, there are times I think in the work that you kind of go, yeah, I, I hit this place. And that was really cool, but it's it's very short lived because uh -huh. you're always sort of striving. And then when you mm -hmm. really feel good, you go, okay, well, maybe it wasn't that good because I don't have any awards <laughs> <for> myself. <laughs> Nobody's jumping up and down, you know. And the, and the guy in the show who's really awful, he gets some award, and you got to go, maybe I'm I don't I don't get it, you know. Yeah. But I kept, I kept waiting for a moment when I could say, yeah, okay, I've arrived, and mm -hmm. I've never had that moment. You know, uh, really? Oh no, I never had that moment when people wow. would come up and say, "Oh, you know, I, I saw you in this," and and uh, and they maybe see something, but I'm like, really, because I'm just looking for a job. <laughs> you know, like, it's probably like what, like a combination, you know? But, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm good for now, but I'm still trying to. Yeah. So yeah, so I never really had that, and Ghostbusters could have been that. But when the movie came out, it was just the opposite. Everything just dried up in a weird way. So wow, that's unbelievable. That, yeah, that was kind of hard to sort of reconcile because, you know, I, I always thought if I was in a major movie that opened number one at the box office, yeah, um, you know, that would be it. You know, and um, 
and that wasn't it. It was just the opposite. I was, yeah, it was one of the harder times. So I, yeah, I'm, I've never really been comfortable enough. I mean, I am now in the sense that, um, you right. know, we're, we're, we're pretty good. You know, I don't, I think if, I think if I didn't work again, I, I have, I could make it the rest of my life. I, I'd be okay. Yeah. But, um, but it took a long time to get to that. Uh, it's so funny because one of my friends, we, well, we were all, all me and my, man, my friends, you're our favorite ghostbuster. And uh, then, so, but the other day, one of my, one of my friends pointed out that not only are you the favorite, but you're also the most relatable ghostbuster because you know what I mean? Like you were the only yeah. guy in that situation who was like, kept it real and like, wasn't didn't like the most like identifiable. You know what I mean? You're like, no, that would be me in that situation. Not the other crazy guys. They're working with different shit, capturing slime in a box. And you're just like, are we doing this or I got to go, I got to eat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, can Which we kind of different that? because you know in in cinema you know the the black character in the show it was mm. always kind of hard to relate to him because he died in the first 10 minutes but, <laughs> but, but you know it was uh so it was a little different I, and i would see a lot of kids of you know all persuasions mm -hmm. saying yeah they really kind of related to winston even though they did an episode of stranger things the tv yes. series and uh, i guess there was an i hadn't seen it but it was an episode where they dressed up as Ghostbusters, and the black kid, uh, they were saying, you be Winston, and he was like, why I gotta be Winston? I don't want to be Winston. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I met him, you know, oh. and he, he was looking really sad, so he said, man, I'm really sorry, so I didn't mean all that, what I said, but it, it was written, and they, they, they had me say it. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, that's so it's sad. All right, you know, that's she sweet. felt so bad about Saying you didn't want to be Winston. I mean, <laughs> we're good. We're good. That's really sweet that he was that aware of it. Like, oh my yeah. god, this is terrible. Oh man. Yeah. Did they, how much like did they let you guys kind of like do like you know some creative control over the character and stuff like that? Was it like a free flowing set or you know I can't imagine it being strict, but I feel like there had to be some like improv there and stuff. Yeah, it was kind of uh, it was always fun. You know, it was almost like family. It was like we were in the middle of this thing. It was it was it was a script, of course, written out. But then yeah. we do that, and then we go, okay, how do we, you know, you know what what we do a take that was kind of free, and and Bill Murray or whoever would come up with, you know, ideas or lines that you know, and uh, and that was it was always kind of loose, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was like family for me because I was the outsider. I mean, Bill, Danny, Harold, Ivan, they had all worked together uh, right. up in Canada mm -hmm. and. You know Saturday Night Live, and uh, so they really kind of had this this bond, but it was almost like family because they'd love each other intensely, and then they'd hate each other intensely. <laughs> you know, and I was I was like the you know the cousin you know at the table and uh, trying right. to light you know, but yeah, um, it's it's always culture shock when those environments are around. Like I feel like sometimes you know people I know who are like outside of my own family don't understand how we're arguing one minute and then being right. like. Are we still getting dinner later? No, or can you, you know, because they don't yeah, understand that yeah. dynamic. Yeah, no, it, um, but they were all cool in their own way. And Harold Ramis, um, he was always the guy who, you know, would just sort of bring common sense and would break things down. And would, so he was kind of the glue that sort of held it all together when the tempers went wherever. But right. uh, it was yeah. a different, uh, it, was, it was a different kind of, you know, work experience. I felt the studio in their own way 
you know, didn't see Winston as really legitimate. Well, I don't know, uh, yeah. a part of the team. I think they wanted Winston to be there. I think what happened was, or uh, I'm told, um, they first had Eddie Murphy in mind, and right. Eddie, his career was on a level that the other guys were. So mm -hmm. I think it would have been yeah. a very different Winston. It would have been a different involvement. Once they didn't get Eddie and they brought me in, kind of this new guy, it's like, well, the stu I think the studios felt, well, why are we giving him all these great lines? Let's, you know, let's use the other guys. So, wow. um, but anyway, that um, it was, it was a, you know, a very, I appreciate it more now, mm -hmm. 40 years later. Sure. Than, than I did at the time, you know, so. Right. So was like, there any kind of awareness on set like it was going to be a, a, a feeling of a big thing? Or did you guys kind of walk away afterward and was like, yeah, it was great? Well, like, the um, yeah, I think we all, well, uh, there was a feeling that it's going to be it's going to be a hit. Mm. And the movie's going to be number one. And there was a lot of excitement around uh, around it. But in those days, you know, a movie would come out. It'd be number one in the box office for maybe two weeks. And then the next thing would come. And then it would kind of disappear, you know, and I got a lot of movies like that. They came out, they were big for a moment and then they, you know, disappeared. Hmm. But, um, and you no longer talk about them. But the the thing about Ghostbusters, it was sort of number one, most of that whole, you know, summer. So right. it stayed there, yeah. that was unusual. But what really uh, surprised me was five years after I'd see guys, you know, dressing up as Ghostbusters and 10 years and 15 years, you know, mm -hmm. I run into people with tattoos on their <laughs> body, you know, and that was, so that was the, it, it never went away. It never, right. went, you know, uh, that was a surprise. And I, I felt the studios didn't really catch on until later on. I think the fans sort of embraced it. And uh, of course the cartoons came out. Yeah. And uh, that helped, you know, that I, to keep it, but, but it, it just never went away. Even 20, 25, 30 years later, um, I'll pretty much any place I go that if people know I'm there, somebody will show up in some kind of ectomobile. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen every imaginable ectomobile, you know, from wagons to, you know, old cars that could barely run, you know. Right. Um, I've only Sorry. seen a couple of the really classic Cadillacs, but. Um, That's know, great. Yeah, I've seen, seen a little bit of, um, yeah, but, uh, but they're very proud of them. Um, I remember uh, going to one of the Ghostbuster guys uh, they invited me to dinner mm -hmm. and um, and so I, I, I accept the invitation. His wife was there. Mm -hmm. uh, they had they had an ectomobile. But when he went to the bathroom, the wife said, could you please talk to him? You know, he, he got rid of our car and he got this. this <laughs> <laughs> and I can't drive it. I can't I can't shop with it because people come around and they want to take pictures and it's. Uh, it's like he's really, you know, and then he came back and she got really quiet and very I'm like, you know, it's it's amazing um, that that people love the movie in that that kind of way, and and I'm, yeah, it's uh, it's very humbling too. I, I went to buy a car and um, the salesman said, you know, we got this guy; he's a big fan of yours. Uh, he has a tattoo of you, and I have a tattoo of me. And he said, yeah. So he calls the guy and he's this this fifty something year old. Six foot four white guy, somebody you'd never think was in the comics or any of that stuff. Right. And they said, show Ernie your tattoo. And he pulls up his pant leg and this whole calf 
was my face, you know. And, wow. Uh, oh and my I thought, God. Wow, I, I was, um, I'm like, you know, I want him to work on my car, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, I, I can't believe that they had, uh, that they didn't let you do the voice of Winston in the cartoon. Well, it was kind of a weird thing. Um, they called me about it and they said, well, okay, we're doing this thing. And, but the director wants to meet with you. It's of course you have the job or anything. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, he just wants to, yeah, he just wants to, to meet, hear your voice or whatever. So I go there and we're doing this, I, which I, I guess was an audition. I didn't realize it was an audition. Mm-hmm. And um, and he stops. He said, "Stop!" He says, and he starts to explain to me how Ernie Hudson did it in the movie. And I'm thinking, Do you know? <laughs> I'm Ernie Hudson, you know. So, oh my god! Um, but he was somehow disappointed. But the job <laughs> was still mine, and uh, and I was working on some movie. It was like a few days at, and then I I uh, I found out that he had cast Arsenio Hall, and I'm like, well, what happened? They said, well, of course, we knew you wouldn't want to do it because you were busy. And so the studio gave me all this. But I think the director must have wanted our center. I don't know really what happened. Jesus. Um, but they said, no, we do. Oh, we didn't. If we had known. And I'm like, well, I went into this frigging reading. I mean, how, how did you <laughs> not know? Yeah. But um, so, yeah, so it was always something that kind of, um, I mean, I, I really like Arsenio, but. Sure. Um, I did. I never understood what that was about and you know, yeah there was a few things back in that time that was annoying but right uh, and for me being a single dad i could have used that job you know i was gonna I mean? say yeah you like arsenio but right. not when he's taking work from you you know yeah <laughs> I was, I that job, um, yeah you know so uh, i mean ghostbusters wasn't exactly a big payday so <laughs> um, yeah but it was you know it was it was an interesting time yeah. You have such a distinct voice, character, presence. And I feel like they're like, you know who's more Ernie Hudson than Ernie Hudson? Arsenio Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. And even as a kid, I remember watching that cartoon and getting annoyed that it wasn't the same dude. Like, because, you know, a kid, I don't understand, but I knew that it wasn't you. And I knew that, uh, you know, um, uh, it wasn't Bill, Mur- it was Lorenzo Music. Dude. I was like, the guy yeah. that's doing. You know, uh, uh, Vankman's voice sounds like Garfield. What is going on right now? It's the same good, dude. So yeah, weird. yeah. And I think you know the idea of Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd or Hal Ramis doing the voice for a cartoon. That you know, I I get that they knew they wouldn't. Want, but why they right. threw me in that category? Because I definitely needed the job. I mean, I, I sure. definitely wanted to do it. So um, you're like, I'm flattered, but also payday. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that first movie wasn't exactly a huge payday. I think Bill Murray's per diem was more than my my salary. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was so Ghostbusters. It was an interesting, and I think people became aware, but it, it didn't like um, suddenly open up doors and sure. it wasn't career changing in any sense of the you know. Well, you've there... been in a ton before that too, right? So I feel like you've been in a lot. I of... mentioned Leviathan, but we don't have to talk yeah. about it. It's fine. Yeah, it's no, one of my yeah. favorites, but but I had worked <laughs> and I was doing. Um, but I think after Ghostbusters came and I couldn't get an audition, even with Columbia, that was the studio that produced Ghostbusters. Wow! So I started doing. I did a lot of TV that next year. I must have been on a different television show every week, mm. um, and uh, because I I had work and uh, it was it was about three years after. And I did um, Weeds with Nick Nolte. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I got that, that job. And then I did, I think, about seven or eight movies back to back. I mean, from one set to the next. And then Ghostbusters, the second Ghostbusters came out, and the same thing happened. Nothing. I mean, it was like yeah. I, I for God, I don't know, a year or whatever, two. It was like, um, yeah, it, it just was the opposite of what I expected with the with the show. Wow, but, that is wild. Yeah. yeah, so but I've always um I never did voiceovers, you know, and but I just I realized that um, you know, I I, I have the kids, I gotta make a living. So um so yeah, you know, I got created, you know, uh, you know, you find a way and sure it's all yeah. good. You know. Yeah. Um, is there any is there any point where like you were like really gunning for a role that you like really wanted and didn't get anything like that? You know what I mean? Like something that you were like, I was so close and you just kind of passed on it or something that you're not happy with? Yeah, I think over the years, I mean, I don't know anything that really ended up being a big uh, a big hit. Um, there was um, a television show that Henry Winkler was one of the producers on, wow. and it was called um, Ryan's four i think it was about four doctors hmm. and it was early on in my career and i really wanted to get I me mean, to be a doctor on tv i really wanted this job and i went in i was and i knew that i nailed it mm-hmm. um and then um, my agent said they really like you but it was one person henry winkler wasn't convinced so they want you to go back so i went back the next day and as i was going in to read henry was leaving uh. so but i i i you know, I put it all out there, and then um, I got a call from my agent saying that I didn't get the job, and I was like really disappointed. She said, "Oh, but you, you got this uh, a movie called uh, Ad- Adventures in the uh, Creep Zone, huh. which actually turned out to be Space Hunter." Oh, okay. But I was like, okay, it's. Uh, <clears throat> but that yeah, there are times when you know. I, I, that things sometimes come up and you kind of go, I wonder why I wasn't in the, you know, considered or whatever. Um, but yeah, soldier story, uh, right after Ghostbusters, they were casting that. I was really disappointed. I couldn't get an audition uh, and didn't quite understand because most of the cast was black, but, hmm. but you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all, you know, it's been, a, been an interesting sort of ride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, like, I, I, whenever we, you know, talk to people on here and stuff like that, I always seem to have the same kind of uh, thing where they're like, they think they may have missed out on something, but also they, at this point, they don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they're like, I think I did, but also it doesn't really matter. Cause I'm, it doesn't you know, matter. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. money that you, you didn't make. I, about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I went through this bout with cancer and, um, wow. The cancer wasn't as bad as the doctor who did the surgery kind of botched things up and almost died. But the reason I bring that up is there's that moment when you realize that this could be it. Right. And then you have to, you got two choices. You can start begging like, oh, God, please, you know, or, you know, or (laughs) you just go, you know what, if this is it, then I guess everything has to be okay because I can't, you know, whatever I didn't do, um, and after that, I always kind of felt that way, like, you know what, no matter what, I'm good. And yeah. uh, if great things come, that'll be great. But if nothing, I'm, you know, I'm happy with the life I've lived. And um, I have kind of made peace with that. Nice. that you know, so, yeah. Do you like doing the uh, television stuff more than maybe the movies, do you think? Now, like, uh, like right now, because I know you got two that you're working on, basically TV shows. 
Yeah. Um, but no, do no. you? Well, I kind of like, you know, working. I like doing it all, you know. Right. I, um, a theater is a little harder because it's just it's hard to, it's such a commitment and the pay isn't very good. But um, television, I, I it's, yeah, you know, it's a different sort of, um, especially if you're a regular on the series. And, um, and usually the money is in the long run better. But mm -hmm. I love working on features because you can really kind of try to figure a character out really be intense about it and then it's over and you don't right. have to go back again you know so um yeah it's the so, high of kind of doing it in front of a live audience though like the theater aspect like getting yeah. that instant feedback yeah the theater is i mean it's a whole other you know just just a whole other animal and um you know the audience is there uh, it's always that sort of panic you look out there and you see i was doing a play on broadway about 10 years ago and um yeah, but it's but it's kind of a dance. It's sort of uh, it's almost like I guess walking a tightrope. You know, mm. at any moment you could just go blank and forget your lines, which would be a you know. But there's yeah. something about it that is very very different. Um, but I, I but I love film too. I, I did um, actually uh, a movie with um, Nicolas Cage. We shot down in the uh, Cayman Islands during the pandemic. Um, nice and. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it's fun, sort of, because it's a, it's more intense, it's a different kind of, you know, it requires you be in the moment now, and um, you don't have, a, you, you just don't have the time to, sort of, work with the character the way you do on TV. So, right, yeah, I just like to work, you know. Um, I'm pumped that you're in a movie coming out with Nicolas Cage because he seems like uh, an an intense, fun guy, probably to know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, his yeah. his movies are great like they're like i'm a you know like they're interesting choices that he's come out with recently i, I feel like he's just having a blast so it's interesting yeah you know I, I, he's yeah very very you know different a lot of fun to work with very interesting guy um mm -hmm. you know we share this love of watches you know so oh, uh nice oh dude I love watches. you know yeah he was, he was talking about this watch he said yeah he checked this watch out man and he showed me a picture of it and he had gotten this watch and i said wow this is really cool so I just went, my son's a watchmaker. So I kind of went through all this stuff to find this watch and I found the watch and I said, yeah, I got the watch. And that look of disappointment on his face. Was like, <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's cool. We have the same watch, you know, but oh. I, you know, so, and I realized he wasn't telling me because me to get the watch. He was telling me what he had, you know? So. Oh, but, can uh, I but, tell you how uh, thrilled I am? that you had that awkward experience because that would be me not knowing what the other person really wanted in that moment. And then right, yeah. I blew it. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I expected to be excited, but it was like, yeah. Oh, okay. he's like, great. Now I have to find a whole new watch. That Ernie Hudson doesn't have, <laughs> but, um, but he, it was, he was fun. And, um, you can know, you show I, it to me too, so I can get it. Cause I, <laughs> I, just, I feel like just, just, just spite him, you know? Right. I'd love it. Every way it goes, you'd see that watch. Everybody has <laughs> I think the goal should be after this episode is to get him to yell like he does in the movies in real life about watches. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, but you know, I did a film in in Vegas recently with uh, Brian Cox and um, oh nice uh, Kate Beckinsale. So it's just nice to be working, but it's nice to not have to work in that same sense. You know, when sure. I was in college and when I 
and to pay the mortgage. It's nice to have mm. that sort of, it's nice to do it for the fun of it now. Yeah. Yeah. For the for the craft aspect of it, when you started out, is there anybody that you remember that you kind of tried to emulate or any acting coach or person that was out there that you were like, I got to be like that guy? No, I think my ego was too big for that. <laughs> Beautiful. Know, I'm like, I'm, I'm the best guy on the planet. And, you know, like, <laughs> I'm so good. I'm beyond good. You know what I mean? I just, right. um, you know, it was always kind of. But there were people I admire. I mean, James Earl Jones and, um, mm -hmm. you know, Burt Lancaster was always kind of. I did a play and uh, the reviewer said I I commanded the stage like a young Burt Lancaster that I really took. I, that was a compliment yeah. of mine. But um, <laughs> but there were and then when I came out to Hollywood, I got a chance to work. You know, I was I did a a TV movie with Betty Davis oh, wow. and uh, Jackie Cooper was directing it. And and, you know, so I would run into people who I grew up watching and I was, you know, that was really kind of cool. But but. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't know if there's anybody who I said, you know, I, um, when I did Congo, um, there was, um, oh God, Lost Horizon, Ronald Coleman. Mm -hmm. I was, I always thought he was really kind of cool. I mean, this was like yeah. the coolest actor, you know. And uh, when I did the character in Congo, I was sort of doing a version of Ronald Coleman, you know. Oh, wow. Even though it didn't come out quite that way, but <laughs> in my mind, you know, I was I yeah, was cool as Ronald Coleman. So, but uh, but normally, no, it's you know, I don't, I don't think of anybody that I kinda... sometimes that's all you need though too is to have somebody that you you know you're oh yeah you're doing in the back of your head to get you through a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that uh, you do your own spin on it, and um, but it was um, yeah, you know, it's um. I always admire like actors who can do theater, like you were saying. You, you know, you have a theater background in it. Because I like, I I've been doing stand up for sixteen years. I love being on stage. I like being in the moment. But I'm doing my first, like, theatrical thing in a couple weeks, and I am pretty sure I'm gonna fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I I am almost confident that that's going to happen. Yeah. No. I. You know. It's. Um. I think comedians are kind of. You know, have a, I mean, first off, you get on stage, and that's a very brave thing to do. I tried comedy for a while, and I realized, you know, I don't need to do this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, th there's the smartest death, move, you know, and there's dying on stage. That's like it's right. It's, uh, but um, yeah, it, yeah, no, most comedians, I, but you, you know, you there's an understanding. You, it is kind of a character, so I, I don't think mm. I, I work with comedians who, um, you know, uh, became actors and been right. very successful and they've all been very good so i don't I, th I think you have a natural thing for it thanks yeah it, who was around when you were when you were getting up when you were trying to do stand-up uh let's see i, I remember um um uh, george lopez oh wow we were doing um a thing together in chicago um zanies it was um uh no it was um it was a tv uh special live at the improv i was wow. hosting it and um but but you know it was during the time when they were just beginning to Pump use out. comedians you know and their stories and for the sitcoms you know oh I mean? right right yeah there were a lot of guys who kind of um but i was i was a single dad and so hanging out in theaters and you know in la we'd we'd um you'd go you'd get your five minutes on stage you know so you'd run over to um you know um uh, Igby's and you do your five minutes and then you go down to variety arts or you know you run around trying to to work that material up 
but mm. I was always away from home. So I just knew that I, I really, and I'm like, okay, I'm already, you know, acting. I don't really need to, you know, I think you got to really want it. Yeah. 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 And it, and, it, and I didn't need it that way. So, um, but I ran yeah. into a lady who said, I saw you do comedy years ago. She said, you were awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for this compliment and she said, oh yeah, you were, you were so bad. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I'm, my my favorite is those kind of audience members who will come up. Like even the people who try to compliment you but do the back end of thing. Like anytime there's a table full of older, older, older women, I know what like I've had one of them come up one time. I was doing this theater in Delaware, and this one woman came up and went, I thought you were very funny, but they didn't laugh once. <laughs> and I was like, Thank you, I think. I don't know how to take that. Uh <laughs> it's an odd thing to say yeah. to me randomly. I was doing this uh, TV show called Wild Palms um, mm -hmm. that uh, Jim Belushi was starring in. It was a great cast, oh, nice. um, and um, Oliver Stone was one of the producers of. It was a, it was a, I don't know, six or seven part miniseries, um, and uh, but I was talking to Jim, and a guy came up and asked for his autograph, and he he wouldn't sign it, and I said, well, why you don't? Uh, why didn't you sign his autograph? He says, he says, you know, they hate you. And I said, really? I said, what do you mean? He said, give him five minutes. And and he's right. They will come up and say, oh, my God, Ernie, I love you. So you're my favorite actor. Five minutes later, like, but you put a lot of weight on, huh? You know, <laughs> I saw that last thing you did. It wasn't very good. And what, what Aren't you working anymore? Because, you know, <laughs> so all that other side of it comes in. At first, it's all this flattery. And then yeah. this is what I yeah. really think of you comes out. Right. Did you learn yeah. that kind of young though, like too, like not to fall in love with the audience and just kind of do your like, you know, no matter what they say, because it's got to be interesting to have that wave of like reading press about yourself, you know, when when all this shit's going good, and then, you know, not right. taking it in if anybody writes something bad. Yeah, no, I I try not to. Uh, but the, if you don't want to believe the bad stuff, then you really can't believe the good stuff. Right. Yeah. So there's really no value in it, even though it's very tempting to look. I was doing the series Oz, and uh, when they first came out with the, I guess, the internet, and they had a website, and people would make comments, and I thought, wow, you know, I wonder what they think of my character, the warden, mm -hmm. and uh, and I started reading, I was like, the warden looked like he has a stick stuck up his ass, <laughs> it was, it was all these awful comments, and I went, oh, okay, I can't, I can't, uh, oh. you know, so I really don't want to know what you think of me i'm good yeah i'm just uh, i'd rather not hear it so yeah it's for the best yeah uh yeah. and i know i know oz was cool too man i loved when you were the warden on oz but that was the first time you also worked with your son right yeah well no we did um we did a movie called buddy we did a couple of movies together hmm. uh when he was really into acting and then once he got married um you know he got into sort of a corporate thing and but I, I thought you were going to say he got a uh, job driving for Greyhound. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when we got married, I knew that, um, you know, my wife has been amazing because she understands the whole thing. But not many yeah. women can understand this yep. business that we're in. I mean, it yeah. takes a lot of dedication. And uh, and I knew that, you know, OK, this is, you know, this is going to be different. Right. But um, but it was fun working with him. In fact, I just. Uh, did Tom Fontana, who was the creator, uh, executive producer on it, um, he has a show now called City on a Hill. 
mm-hmm. with uh, Kevin Bacon and right. um, Eldis. What is Eldis' last name? But it, it's, a, it's a great show. Yeah. And uh, I just got back from New York doing a couple episodes of that. But it was great sort of being back in contact with the old um, um, gang, Jorge Zamacona, who was one of the writers, producers on Oz. Um, yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was great going, seeing them again and nice. you know, reconnecting. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you and your, I mean, I feel like because uh, you were the warden in the Oz thing and then your son was uh, an inmate, basically. Yeah. So I thought that had to be a cool dynamic to play off over the family member, especially your own kid. Yeah, it was very cool, even though I think <laughs> we had a scene together. Mm-hmm. And um, and I blew one of the lines, which was no big deal. Right. But he was shocked. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he just could not believe that I blew the line. It was such a, you know, it, the way he looked at me was different after that. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, holy shit, it's no big deal. We just, you know, that's what we yeah. do when he takes. But it, it, to him, it was like, damn. <laughs> so uh um, hello darkness my old friend starts playing in the background the scene slows down the camera guy's doing the zoom out zoom in thing and you're like what's going on stop right <laughs> it's not a big deal <laughs> That's so, so yeah great. but he's and he still does some producing and i think he had a little movie he was acting in so he still does some stuff but that's cool you know so uh yeah. It's got to be weird. It's got to be weird for uh, you know. I mean, I don't have any uh, kids, as far as I know. Um, thank God, I don't know. But uh, but like, there's you know, uh, it's got to be weird when you're like in the entertainment world and your son decides to go from the entertainment world to a court. Like when you said he was in a corporate thing, I was like, is that a hint of disappointment? I hear. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, and he got himself a, a job. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, you assume that. Because, like I said, I always want to set an example, and this is what mm-hmm. I do. And I would never encourage anybody to do this business because, yeah, you know, it just it's. I've been very blessed, but there's no guarantee that anybody else will. No, but I, no. out of four sons, I thought at least one would want to, yeah, you know, follow my footsteps. And he's the only one. The the others, the younger two, just I mean, is no way i mean they're no interest <laughs> at all you know right. um they kind of hate it when we're in public because when people sort of crowd around and come up you know they'll say uh i'll say you know let's go to the beach and i'll go nah it's gonna be a lot of people out there you know and i don't want to you know it um yeah people aren't very um kind to the you know, your kids, they'll sort of prod you and and want you to meet their kids and then push your kids aside. And Oof, so my kids are like, no, nah, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to, you yeah. know, uh, it's not fun. So they basically then, become the Ernie Hudson entourage. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, they're the ones being asked to take photos. They're right. like, come on. They yeah. specifically put their finger in the lens. Like, here you go, ma'am. <laughs> Enjoy your day. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Don't, I think my wife, not glad that there was COVID, but she didn't have to take photos anymore. It's like, nope, I can't. <laughs> we take up, nope, I don't, I don't, stay six feet the hell away from me. I'm not, you know, it's like now it was, it's okay to say no. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, when we did uh, the second Ghostbusters, we shot at the Statue of Liberty. And I really wanted my kids to to go see the Statue of Liberty. So they came to New York, 
and we got on the boat and some guy recognized me and he said, Ernie Hudson. And he ran through the boat yelling, Ernie Hudson, the guy from Ghostbusters and all these people crowded in. And so the whole time I was just surrounded by people who had just got there from Mississippi or God knows where else (laughs) being their family. So we, we finally docked. And the guy ran off the boat and ran through and yelled, and I never was able to leave the dock. I mean, I was, I was just, so their mom took them to the Statue of Liberty. I couldn't even do that with them. Uh, wow. wow. It's uh, sometimes, sometimes you can go and nobody notices in that days that, uh, you know, I mean, people, it's just, it's difficult. So On the days when nobody notices, are you like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Like, yeah, it's kind ridiculous. of, uh, yeah, sort of. But, you know, it, I kind of don't sort of um, expect that. But I think people apologize because they don't know my name or something. I'm like, no, uh, it's okay. I don't really know yours either. So it's good. <laughs> what a great response. <laughs> you know, like, I, uh, it's, it's sort of weird because you can't, um, some people think you're flattered by it, but you really can't buy coffee with it. You know what I mean? It really sure. doesn't do anything. It takes up a lot of time. Right. Um, so, go. yeah, but it, I don't hate it, but I don't really enjoy it either. So, sure. It must um, be interesting, the dynamic when you when they you must get like that look like the I know, but I'm not sure, but it might be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, you can't make eye contact. Once you make eye contact, so you don't look at anybody. You look around. But once you make eye contact, then, um, you know. I always felt like that's why guys like Richard Belzer or Jack Nicholson wore sunglasses all the time because then you never knew where they were. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah, smart. Yeah. And yeah. Or they so- were just coked out of their minds. I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit of both, you know. <laughs> and I have friends who are very successful, but they um, they kind of fear mm. in a strange way going out. And that's, to me, that would be like the ultimate, Yeah. you know, I mean, to, to do this work and then you you can't, go out in public i mean that's kind of weird too so yeah yeah yeah. i know i I read every now and again about that kind of stuff where there's people who just became totally insular and i'm like what that's the polar opposite of why you probably got into this business but right yeah yeah what it turned them into um so i'm excited you've got the there's the new ghostbusters coming out which i think the trailer looks great and i'm glad they haven't like over done it you know what i mean like there's not like a million it's just the one right it grabs you right away it looks i'm excited man because i was really like kind of worried when they said they were gonna right like right. do something and i was like oh man this go either way but it, it looks good are you excited about it i'm really excited about my 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 youngest son the watchmaker i was talking about he mm. um his birthday um jason reitman uh, they did a special screening um uh, for me and 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 him and mm-hmm. um i love it i love it i think he did an amazing job um nice and i was really happy to because sometimes you know no matter what i do i'm going to try to you know, promote it because that's kind of part of the job. Sure. But it's nice to be able to say it and mean it, you know. Uh, yeah. I think it's a great film. The new cast is amazing. And uh, and I really felt, because fans have been asking me for almost 40 years, when's the new Ghostbusters? And mm-hmm. um, and I think um, I think they'll really like this one. The the one that Paul Feig did, um, right. and, and no disrespect to him, but I just thought it was a, it was, it was, it was, wasn't Ghostbusters right. the way, you know, it didn't, follow the first two movies and, and right. this one is in that same you know that same universe so yeah and uh, even again and even just from the trailer you can tell it feels the same it's yeah. got i don't know how they did it but it's got the same kind of feel to it 
you know, and, and the excitement level is there too. Like my friends and I are just super fucking pumped to go see it. Yeah. Well, I, I was happy when I got the call, um, that they were doing it and Jason, um, you know, Jason, right. Who's six years old. I think when we did the first movie. Wow. So wow. he's, he's kind of always been around and, um, and then sort of establish himself as a director on his own right. Mm -hmm. But um, the fact that he was going to be directing and producing with his dad, Ivan, who did the first you know, couple of movies, uh, I was really excited about that because I really like Jason. I think he's really talented. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he's, I, yeah, I just think he's really amazing. I mean, I, I really, yeah. That's awesome. And the cast seems great, too. One of the kids from Stranger Things is in it, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's going to be a, a blast, too. And do you like when they do that? kind? Of, like you said, the Stranger Things did kind of an homage to it, but I feel like a lot of the 80s stuff is kind of working its way back into mainstream. Is that cool? Or are you like, God, no more 80s? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. I live through it. I'm done. Yeah, no, I, you know, um, I yeah, know it. it doesn't bother me. I think it's, you know, I think it's, I sort of understood those movies. I mean, a lot of stuff now is very hard me to sort of connect to you know mm -hmm. i mean some really great stuff out there but yeah it's kind of hard to sort of find it for me yeah um and i just thought it was a the 80s was a great time especially for movies you know yes um, so yeah. yeah i'm i'm you know I, I never got tired of it people say don't you hate the ghostbusters song you must have heard it a million times <laughs> i'm like not really it's it's cool you know I, I still... i'm so happy to hear you say that because i i threw up a story on instagram to share you know the whole thing or whatever what was going right. on and i was like oh do i do it right. <laughs> i was like i was like is he gonna see it and be like i'm bailing i'm not coming, right. i'm not doing this but that's, that makes me happy we yeah. were legitimately singing it before you got here Ernie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop all day. It's been in my head, and I was just like, before you came on, I was like, no, I won't yeah. do it now. I won't do an injustice, but uh, it's not bad. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, um, sometimes when I'm doing a show, another show that has nothing to do with Ghostbusters, because mm -hmm. I meant it, they'll want to throw something in. They did it in LA's finest. They did it in Family Business. Throw something in that you know. And so yeah. right in Family Business is a line where the guy says. What's the matter? Are you afraid of ghosts? Meaning afraid of this thing <laughs> happening? And I say I ain't afraid of no ghosts. You know, <laughs> you, know you know, it's it's just uh, it, it gets um, yeah. How I met your mother. No, uh, you remember I, the, the guy is on the street, and I come up and um, say I want to use your phone, and um, he says, "Who are you going to call?" Gonna call. You know, so, <laughs> I remember that episode. <laughs> so yeah, it, it gets a little. A little weird sometimes, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I got two more questions for you. I want to just thank you for coming on, too. But I got two more left. We ask every guest these questions. So um, I'd love to get your take on it. Um, first one is, if you can go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice that would help you today, what would it be? I think uh, it's going to be kind of weird. But I think don't be afraid to to love what you love. You know, I think when I was younger, it was always I really kind of I know that I, I like this thing, but but my friends didn't think it was cool or I didn't think I should like it or I, you know, it took me a while to just go, no, this is what I want. This is what I like. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. It took me a long time to really appreciate uh, my life because I always felt like I should do better or make it better or do something to 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 trust myself more as opposed right. to looking for approval for someone, you know 
Um, thank and the last question is if um oh is is uh what had to end in your life for you to wind up where you are now and it could be good or bad or and it doesn't have to be career wise. Um. Well, you know, um, what had to end in my life? Um, I think just for me, it was just um, beating myself up that um, that I wasn't doing this this great thing, in particular writing. You know what I mean? I just, uh, you know, for years, I just, um, you know, I, I don't know why I, it, it's just always been there. I had to just let that go and just go, you know what, maybe that's apparently not going to happen because I'm not, uh, I'm not doing it. So yeah, just judging myself so harshly that, um, it, you know, I mean, I've always liked myself, but I always felt like, you know, I should, uh, I don't know, should be doing more. And I, I see people who do, I mean, amazing things. You know, uh, Tom Fontana would write all the shows and do, I mean, all this stuff. How do you find time? You know, yeah. So, yeah. not feeling like I'm sort of, um, um, you know, um, underachieve or something, you know. Right. So yeah. just to to accept me for where I am and just go, you know, and I'm, I'm a little bit lazy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, man, I love that message. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It was a blast to get to talk to you and get to know you a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. great talking to you guys, too. Thanks for inviting me. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Such I appreciate a pleasure. it. Thanks so All much. Right, Take care. Dystopia Tonight.